0: The voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Devo. What a night to be a Royals fan as we kick off yet another postseason edition of Clubhouse Conversation. It's Devo with your dish and the Royals have still not lost a postseason game Since 1985, and they become the first team in Major League history to kick off their first three postseason games all in extra innings. Also, another fun stat is that all teams in the past who have won three consecutive postseason games have all gone on to win the World Series. Will that continue? Well, we're a long ways from that, and we're a long ways from even advancing in this series. It's far from over. But what a night for the Royals. Improbably, they get out of Southern Cali with a 2-0 lead, and seemingly they can smell blood coming back to the K on Sunday night with big game James Shields going and a completely jazzed up and juiced up you know Kauffman Stadium crowd. People are going to be ready. And how could they not be? The momentum the Royals have right now is ridiculous. They get into the playoffs for the first time since 85. They win that wild card game somehow. they Then they somehow go in and take out the team with the best record in the American League they win both games. You were hoping to split. You come home 2-0. Oh, especially with the Vargas and Weaver game in there. Are you kidding me? Awesome for the Royals. And tonight was, to me, much more impressive than last night was. I mean, just a great game played by the Royals tonight. They looked like a legitimate I mean as Royals fans you know we watch these games the these postseason games on TV for years and years and years and we see these teams played and they and they just look like professional very good great you know winners baseball postseason teams and you think to yourself those years man these teams are better than the Royals. Well not anymore. The Royals look like those teams don't they? I mean, if you weren't a Royals fan and you were watching this Royals team, you'd say, damn, where did this come from? And even if you're a Royals fan, you say, damn, where did this come from? Because we know what we have. We know we're pitching in defense and speed and play the game the right way, but guys coming into their own at the right time. We'll talk about that. And let's kick it off by talking about your Donald Ventura. Absolutely filthy tonight. Seven innings for ace of one run ball. Allowed just five hits in one walk, so a whip below one. His postseason ERA down to 1.29. I believe it was 54 coming in. Five <laughs> Ks to go along with the walk for Ventura, and everything was working. I mean, what? It's well publicized. In that sixth inning, he was hitting 101 with his four seam. His two seam was at 97 and moving. The change in the low 90s, the hammer in the mid to upper 80s, located tremendously. I mean, what did he make? Maybe three mistakes the whole night? Three or four? Maybe the biggest mistake he made of the night was walking Mike Trout in that sixth inning and going with the breaking ball on the three two count if we had him down one two and going away from the fastball. That might have been his biggest mistake and it wasn't even a, like a hanger. It was just a maybe a bad pizza, you know, a bad pitch sequence, not peach sequence. Sorry, a couple of beers tonight. Actually, I haven't. I've been drinking bottled water. <laughs> anyway, Cole Calhoun he hit the fifth pitch of the game back up the middle there in the bottom of the first. After that, Ventura knocked down eleven in a row after Calhoun's leadoff single. And like I said, no trouble until later on the bottom of the fifth. Howie Kendrick and Eric Ibar you know led off with singles, so you had legit trouble there brewing but then david freeze goes 463 and then after josh hamilton had a little scary incident where he you know the back swing of his bat hit salvador perez in the head we had about a, a 5 minute delay after that Eventually, Hamilton flew out to Oki and Wright. It appears Salvi's okay. Ventura got out unscathed. And the sixth inning was obviously the only blemish inning, as we mentioned. The two-out rally. Struck out CJ Krohn and Chris Ionetta on a grounder to begin that sixth. But then Cole Calhoun, a two-out single. Mike Trout, the walk we talked about a second ago. And then Albert Pujols singles through the hole in the right side to drive in Calhoun. But then Ventura luckily gets out of that by getting Howie Kendrick to ground out to Moose. You bring him back out for the seventh, absolutely the right move. He was at 85 pitches going into that seventh inning, especially without Herrera available. It was the right move because you felt like this game could go extra innings, and you were already through the meat of the order at that point. So you felt like Ventura could get you one more inning, you know, under 105 pitches. You'll take that, and then you'll turn the ball over to Wade Davis in the eighth. So Ned Yost, good call there, taking him back out for the seventh, and he got him one, two, three. Would have been a good call even if he didn't. It was a good call either way. And Ventura, the secret's out now in America, and it's exciting to hear people gushing about him and, and gushing about our Royals. And By the way, you'd have to think, too, you, you know, we were hearing coming into the series that Jason Vargas might start Game 5 with Guthrie in Game 4 and Shields in Game 3. I don't see how you could not start Ventura now in Game 5. Hopefully there won't be a Game 5. I'm just saying, if there is, after tonight, it will be his normal turn on Wednesday. How would you not start Ventura in Game 5 if there's a Game 5? Hopefully that won't happen. Hopefully it's a mood issue, but just something to throw out there. I don't think anybody expected Ventura to be this good tonight. I thought we, I, you know, I thought we might get six innings of two-run or three-run ball out of him, but not seven and a one. Man, it's so exciting. So then, staying with pitching, the bottom of the eighth, and defense gets in the equation as well. As Ned makes the, you know, the right move at the right time, he goes to Wade Davis and Gerard Dyson. And what happens? I mean, some people, I've I read people on, on Twitter and people have told me before, you know, they think that the whole Dyson and Kane for Aoki move is overrated. Well, disagree because it gives you a lot more range. And I mean, Dyson not known for his arm, but I've been watching him since he was with the Burlington Bees back in 2009. I had the pleasure of seeing him gun out a couple of guys in a game once in Burlington there at that park. And I mean, his, his arm is not great, but his, his arm is solid to maybe above average, slightly above average, I would say, major league standards. Makes a nice play after the leadoff double. First pitch hanging curveball that Wade Davis flips up there is crushed on the left field line by C.J. Crone. They then pinch run with Cal, uh, Colin Calgill. And Davis gets Chris Iannetta in the left center gap. Dyson runs it down on the run couple steps, guns it to third, Moose a nice little short hop catch, slaps the tag down on Cowgill, and very likely saved the game because there's a ground on the second base, the next hitter. Very easily saved the game. That's the play of the game, no doubt. Gerard Dyson getting it done. That's what speed do, and that's what arm do right there for Dice. A scoreless eighth for waiter. Jason Frazier, surprising me. In the ninth, I thought they'd go Wade Davis to the second inning. I understand why they didn't, because he pitched last night and it was kind of a high-stress inning tonight. He doesn't look quite as sharp as he normally does either game. So I, I'm okay with Ned going to somebody else. I figured they'd go Finnegan there in the ninth. but it, it made Well, actually, not really Finnegan. Just, I figured they'd go Davis, because you had the, the three Ryan hitters coming up, two, three, four. So no, I didn't expect Finnegan. I thought him in the tenth, I guess. But in the ninth, I thought they'd come back with Davis. But he went to Frazier, and it worked out. Nice job. Frazier, One, two, three, knocks him down. A guy who, for some reason, seems to have kind of a bad rap with Royals fans. He shouldn't. He's been pretty damn good since coming over, for the most part. And then, yeah, then you go to Finnegan in the 10th, which I thought they would, with the switch header and eye bar, the lefty coming up with Hamilton. Finnegan, you know did a great job, got a double play ball off the bat of Hamilton, 3-6-3 after a David Freeze walk, and how about that turn? Eric Hosmer, a quick throw down to Escobar, slightly high, but Eski, no problem, jumps up and gets it, comes down and guns back to first with the runner in his lap, turns to <laughs> big-time playoff defense. We saw it last night with Aoki and Kane, and some nice plays we talked about from Moosen and Fonte last night, and then uh, you see it tonight with, with Dyson and then that double play. Those, those are big-time Playoff defensive—that's how you win games, especially when you are the Royals and you don't hit a lot of home runs. Although, as we'll get to in a second, the second straight day in a row the Royals win off of a home run ball. Greg Holland, typical filthy in the eleventh, and, and offensively, yeah. Let's start with that inning right now. We'll, we'll work, you know work our way backwards here. Low Kane leads off with the infield single, and then Eric Hosmer off of Carly Ray Jepson's nephew Kevin Jepson. That's not true, but first pitch, no. Doubt line shot into the right field. I mean, over, well over the fence. I mean, a no doubt shot off the bat of Haas, who was 3-for-5 tonight with a jack and a walk. Make that 3-for-4 with a jack and a walk. Two RBIs and two runs. 4-5 ABs Haas was on tonight. Scored two, drove into hitting a 429 now in the postseason. Making plays at first base, Eric Hosmer. We've been, you know, talking about minor leagues. I've been seeing him. You know, I saw him play that same team of Dyson in Burlington. Saw him play. Saw Eric Hosmer's first ever at bat in northwest Arkansas. It was a triple to straightaway center. I'll always remember that. Saw him in a, briefly in Omaha. I mean, Hosmer, we, we've been seeing it in the minor leagues and hearing about it and seeing it in spurts at the major league level. Potential stud there. And if it took the postseason to bring it out, well, that's pretty freaking good because that's the right time. Mike Moustakis, the same thing. been playing nice defense in the three-game playoff set so far with, uh, you know, obviously the game-winning home run last night. I love seeing him in the third inning tonight. Put that perfect bunt down the third baseline, take the leadoff hit for the team. Salvi, two knocks tonight. Gordo drives in the run after Butler fails to move Hosmer. I, that would have been a double. How is that a, an unearned run? Give me a break. They, they give Hosmer a single. How can you assume that he's going to get thrown out at second base by Calhoun. How can you just assume that Hosmer's going to get thrown out? He was going two no matter what there. Somehow that's an unearned run. It just seems stupid. That's a double for Hosmer. I'm not giving him a single and an error. My scorecard says double. And Alex Gordon after Billy Butler was unable to move the runner there. Doesn't matter. Base it up the middle. Good to see Gordo come back. Salvador Perez, a couple knocks tonight. Just, just not much bad you can say in this game. Pitching was great. Defense was great. Offense was good. Because I thought I really thought the Angels were good tonight pitching. I mean, that bullpen's freaking good. The Angels bullpen may be deeper than the Royals right now. In fact, I definitely is without Herrera. I mean, you go down that list. You I mean, it's filthy. Joe Smith, filthy. Kevin jepsen has been great all year. Houston Street's been great all year. I mean, Grilly, an all star, is like your fourth or fifth best reliever. He'd be the first on Detroit. Talk about a train wreck of a bullpen. How about Java today getting the standing ovation as he came in at Baltimore? Man. So let's give Ned some credit tonight as well because, you know, we pointed out that in the wild card game it was a horrible move with Ventura. I think that's pretty much universally agreed upon by about 85% of people. Thought it was questionable last night, leaving Vargas in to face Kendrick in the sixth. Worked out, though, for Ned. Ned's betting a 1000 in this series. He has not messed anything up. Everything he's done has worked. Again tonight, let's give Ned some credit. Davis the right time. Frazier in the ninth. I think most people would have probably gone out with Davis for a second inning. There's a few that would have gone Holland there. Uh, Not too many people would have chosen Frazier, but Ned did. One, two, three, perfect. Brings in Finnegan for the switch, then the left, perfect. Holland, no doubt, you know, there. But then, you know, not necessarily a slam dunk pinch run in the ninth. There's two outs in Butler at first. He goes to Gore, right move. Gore rips off second. Which, by the way, when is Mike Scotia going to start realizing? I mean, he did pitch out once tonight on the first pitch, but when's he going to realize the Royals run on the first and second pitch every time? They're just ripping off bags left and right. But going to Gore there wasn't necessarily a slam dunk move because then you, you lose Gore with two outs in the ninth inning. You, you prefer to use him with nobody out or one out. But Ned did it, gave him a chance to, to you know, to come back there after they intentionally walked Gordo. Salvi and Nice at bat hit the ball hard a third. But, I mean, I'm just saying Ned made the right moves tonight. And everything worked out. So give him credit. I've give I gave Ned Yost credit the majority of the regular season. I was as positive as anybody, and I've been a little more harsh on him ever since that second Saturday game in KC against Detroit, where there were some very questionable things, and then obviously the wild card game. And so you know we're going to point out when Ned's good, which is the majority of the time. We're also going to point out when he's bad. But I mean, give that him some credit too. People say they win in spite of him. That's not true. So still a big. You know, game on Sunday and possibly three more games to go. I mean, this game, this series is far from over. The Royals cannot get comfortable or complacent. They need to put the dagger in the Angels on Sunday night because that's the only game in this series you have James Shields. You got to win while you're in Kansas City because the good thing about that is if you can do that, then you can set your rotation exactly how you want it for the ALCS, and you can guarantee two starts from James Shields and that. I mean, I guess you could either way. But just saying you could guarantee everybody that you want two starts. You know, if you want Ventura and Shields and potentially maybe Duffy to get two starts, you could do that. Although it looks like Duffy may be you know, the seventh inning guy or the eighth inning guy or, you know, long relief guy, depending on what happens with Herrera, which may not be the right, the wrong move either. Although is looking pretty damn good in that seventh inning. So we'll see what they do. There's some flexibility for Ned right now, which is a good thing, because having a guy like Fennegan in there is a wild card. Especially if Herrera's back. Even without Herrera, though, I think we'll be okay in the short term because I think Finnegan can handle that seventh inning. And I think Frazier can give you, you know, be your sixth inning guy. So I think your bullpen's in pretty good shape, sixth through ninth inning, with or without Herrera. But with Herrera, it's really good. And then that maybe that'll allow you to start Duffy. I, I, what I'm saying is, I don't know that Duffy will be needed in the bullpen necessarily especially if Herrera comes back, because Finnegan is making him able to go back to the rotation. I don't know if they don't trust him right now or if, they don't, if they're don't they trying to limit his innings. I don't know what's going on with that. But we'll see what they choose to do. But the bottom line is you want to win that game. Don't even mess around. We we don't want Monday. We want that game Sunday. C.J. Wilson and James Shields, let's break it down for you. Wilson, 13-10 and 10 with a 4-5-1 this year. Uh, 3.78, been pretty good over his last 10 outings. Now, Casey has squared off against Wilson twice this year. The Angels have seen Shields once. Let's go through the two outings for C.J. Wilson. May 23rd, out in Orange County against KC. Six and a third, allowed one run on four hits. So he was good, Wilson was, that first outing. Six and a third, one run on four hits with three Ks and four walks. Then in KC, June 29th, the Royals got him pretty good. Three and two thirds, they knocked in four runs off of him, seven hits, four walks and three Ks. So you hear eight walks in those two starts. So in, in 10 innings, even. The Royals walked eight times against C.J. Wilson. He could walk the park pretty easily. Let's see some patience. Sunday's an overwhelming KC favorite. Now, James Shields, one outing against L.A. was not particularly good for his standards. Six innings, allowed four runs on nine hits with two walks, only struck out four. That was back on May 24th out in L.A. So, Neither pitcher particularly did great against each other's team this this regular season, but the bottom line is Shields is trending way more up than Wilson is. The Royals are trending way more up at this point, especially coming home with the K. I like their chances for the sweep on Sunday. I just see seven innings, two or three run ball out of Shields. Let's say let's say he goes seven innings, three runs. You have to think the Royals can get three runs off of Wilson, right? You make that a bullpen game at home. I love where the Royals' chances are on that. So I'm gonna pick KC in a sweep. If it's not a sweep, what do you do in game four well we'll discuss that after game three as of right now, I might come back I, mean, I don't know do you go Guthrie or Vargas in game four? I think Ventura has to start game five so we'll see hopefully it's a mood issue as I said but I like the Royals overwhelmingly in game three I love where they're at right now it, you know kind of a kind of a small world that the Royals heartbreaking fashion lose the al central you know they're the wild card. They they don't have their ace for more than one game in this in this series against the best team in the league. They, so they they pull out the wild card game against the former best team in the American League through the All Star break, the A's, in improbable fashion, and then they come out without their ace and go up two nothing at Anaheim. Meanwhile, Detroit, who wins the division, is zero and two in the playoffs, and that that series is over. That one's over. I don't think the Royals are over yet because I still think the Angels are markedly better than either the Tigers or the Orioles. I mean, that Angels bullpen is freaking good. When they added a couple of guys out there, when they added Grilly and, and Street to you know to Jepsen and, and Joe Smith and more and the kid here from Kansas City that we haven't seen yet in the series. I mean, you go on and on and on. Vinny Pastano's been good for them. Stack bullpen. Stacked offense. Their rotation's very league average, We you know, without Richards in there. But to me, the Angels are the most dangerous team in the American League. So Baltimore is over. They're going to advance. The Royals, I'm not going to call over yet. For one thing, I don't want to jinx them, but I'm still not completely sold that this is going to be a cakewalk. But let's hope so. I I do think they will sweep. So I'm kind of talking in circles. I guess I'm just trying to not let my guard down and I'm hoping the team won't. I'm hoping we don't get let down. (laughs) I think that's the Royals fan in us coming out where we're still mildly nervous about this series. It should be in Royals' control. It'd be tough to imagine the Angels coming in and winning both games in front of raucous crowds. But let's not even tempt fate. Let's just win game three and we'll be back with you post game here on Clubhouse Conversation Sunday night. Thanks for listening and go Royals!